Elizabeth Chapel, a lifelong entrepreneur who finally found my niche. After years of new ideas and jumping from business to business, I figured out how to turn a craft into a successful career. In 2016, I started a monthly subscription box for quilters. That little startup has grown into a thriving, multiple six-figure business that I am so proud of. As a published author, designer of fabrics and patterns being sold throughout the world, my favorite thing to do is to teach others how to grow a career of their dreams. Each week you'll hear from me or from other guests who are creative entrepreneurs, so you can learn exactly what to do and what not to do to grow a career that's more rewarding and successful than you ever thought possible. If you're ready to turn your craft into a career that you love, I am so excited you're here. Welcome to the Craft to Career podcast. I'm really excited to introduce you to the guest today. She is kind of, I guess you could say an Instagram rock star and has started her own business in the sewing community. And it's really cool. I can't wait to share that with you. Before we dive in and I introduce you to our guest, I just want to ask you and remind you, if you have not left a review for the podcast, be sure to do that. Think of how you found the podcast, someone maybe shared it with you or you saw it posted somewhere. So if you can pay it forward and just do the same thing, that would be wonderful. So now let's jump in and let me introduce you to our guest, Amelia McCall. Amelia, thank you for being here on the podcast. Hey, I am excited. When I found your podcast, I started like binging it. So I am definitely excited to be on here talking to you. Yeah. So can you just tell our listeners a little bit, a little introduction, who you are and what you do in the quilting world? Yeah. Um, So I'm Amelia, like you said, I stay home with my five kids. Um, and I have been sewing, I, I do a little bit of quilting, but mainly what I do is teaching other moms how to sew clothes for their kids, just because that's what I started out doing. And I love, and I'm super passionate about, and it it kind of became like just something that was so good for me and my mental health. Honestly, it became so much more than just like, you know, a hobby that is fun to do on the side. It was, it's just a huge part of my life, honestly. And I wanted to share that with other moms and um, enable them to learn without like all the overwhelm that I feel like I went through. So that's why I kind of started my account and my courses and all that stuff. It's just help them get into being able to sew easily, hopefully. Yeah. And well, I find it very interesting. There is definitely a correlation between sewing and mental health. And what I mean by that is a lot of people find like, it's very therapeutic. So can you tell, tell me more about that? Like, did you know that it would be, or did you just find, oh, this is really good for me? Like, how did that come about? Yeah. I don't think I at all knew that it was going to be something like that. I just wanted to like make cute clothes for my then baby, who's now almost 13. And I couldn't afford the stuff that I really liked. So I'm like, you know what? (laughs) I've always been stubborn. I'm like, I'm going to figure out how to do it myself. And so I asked to borrow my grandmother's machine and it's still sitting right there. (laughs) I have just not stopped and she gave it to me. So, um, but as far as the mental health side, no, I thought it would just be like a fun hobby, but it's, I feel like when I first started, I was, I kind of unknowingly was looking for some kind of like fulfilling creative outlet, um, that was going to, I felt like I was kind of thrust into motherhood really quickly into our marriage. And it was just, I was kind of floundering a little bit and I need something that was like for me and not just something I was doing as mom, you know, something that was like, this is my time, something to feed into myself. And so I tried a few other hobbies that you know, we're okay. I just didn't really get into it. But when I tried sewing, I was like, okay. And now I'm addicted to this. I am curious, which other hobbies did you try that just didn't resonate with you? Um, I tried pottery. Um, it was my idea. And my husband, and I signed up for a class, like right after we got married and he was really good at it and I wasn't. So it made me mad. And so I was like, you know what? <laughs> Screw this. I, I'm doing something I'm good at. I did crocheting too, which I enjoy but I liked the speed of sewing where I could like start something and finish it in the same day and it not take weeks. <laughs> I'm too impatient. Yep. So 
Okay, this is hilarious because I love the idea of pottery and my husband and I just tried it last year and it was the same thing. He was better at it than me. And I know if I stuck with it and all that, but I'm like, who's got time for that? Plus he's better than me. Like, you know, like it was frustrating. (laughs) Yeah, I think I'm better at things that are more like, you know, there is a right way and there is a wrong way. I'm not great at like the artistic side of just do whatever, you know, comes to you I'm like no give me a pattern and tell me the steps to follow yeah. so, so I can see more how my brain works yes our listeners cannot see but I can behind you there's a few different sewing machines and a serger can you tell me what what all the machines are that you have yeah so I have my Bernina which is the machine I actually sewed on as a kid my grandmother sewed a lot and this 90s model Bernina which was new back then I guess she taught me on. And after I had my daughter, I started, I asked her like, Hey, I, I can't remember what she's, she remembers it differently than I do. But I think I was having trouble with the little like Kenmore machine or something I was using. And I was like, could I just try using your machine for this? And she was like, yeah. And after a year, she was like, you can just have, it. <laughs> so that's the machine I still use every day. And she was very sweet to just give it to me. Yes. And then I have a serger and a cover stitch. I use all those all the time. I love my little, my little trio of machines back here. Yeah. Very cool. So can you tell us, okay, you offer courses, like you teach people how to sew clothing. When did you start doing that? How did you stumble onto that or start that? Yeah. So I started Mother Sews Best, which is the name of my company in 2020, <laughs> the year, you know, every, I, f- I feel like it was a really good year to start because so many people, wow. I-, I wasn't like thinking through that, but now that I look back, I'm like, oh, that was actually a really good time to start because people were at home looking for hobbies. Um, but I had actually, I was in the middle of another business I had started where I was actually sewing um, and selling a cover for a specific brand of baby carrier. And it kind of, it was doing really well, but during COVID and everything, when I was sewing a lot, I was like, I love teaching and I love online business and I love sewing. So it kind of hit me. I'm like, why am I not like, this is what I need to be doing. It just kind of like hit me one day. And so I just kind of jumped in to it. I was like this, I, I immediately knew like, this is what I need to do. And so that was 2020. So a little, it was the fall of 2020. So a little over three years ago now. Um, yeah, it's, and I, I love all aspects of it. Cause I do love the sewing, but I also love the business side of it. And I've, you know, like I said, I was in the middle of another business that I finally decided, you know what, I know that I want to be teaching online and I don't want to be selling products I make because I just get bored too easily of sewing the same thing over and over. So mm-hmm. I decided, you know, what, I'm going to jump in both feet into the online business world. And I am, I am definitely glad that I did. It was a little scary doing that because I had something that was going well and I think I could have kept pursuing, but I knew I couldn't do both like and do them well, especially just being a mom, like my time is limited. So I decided to jump into the courses world and I'm really glad I did. (laughs) Well, and thinking just from like a logistics standpoint, when you sell a product, it is your time for money. You are selling, you like you, that's the trade you're doing. And so no matter what, to earn more money, you have to spend more time. Even if you raise the price of your product, it is still one-to-one, like that transaction. And with the course, you create it, but it's unlimited how many people can purchase it. There is no cap on that. Yeah. So I personally like that business model. So I'm curious also from a business standpoint, what platform do you use to teach? Um, It's actually something I heard of from, I I can't remember a podcast. Now I'm not going to remember. It's called Click, K-L-E-Q. It used to be Hmm. called 10X Pro. Um, And I've actually, it's, like something I hadn't really heard of and I don't hear of any other places, but I love it. It's extremely robust. Like anything that I want to do, I've been able to do it on there and their support is like, they're almost always on there where I can just message them and they immediately answer me back, which has been like invaluable because so many other platforms I'm like, you know, waiting for an email for three days and then I have to email them back and it's three days. And it's, so I've really, really liked it. It's been really good. Yeah. 
And how many different courses do you offer? So right now I have two courses and a membership. Um, I have like my main course, which is the Mother's Those Best course, which is my course where I teach like everything from threading your machine up through, they're like eight modules and in each module, people learn techniques and then do a project that correlates with the techniques you learned. So it goes all the way up through like basically any children's clothes you could want to sew. Um, and so that's my main course. And then I do have a course about sewing, like using projectors for sewing. I don't know if you're familiar with that in the quilting world. Um, mm -hmm. It's, oh my goodness, it's amazing. It's basically where you put your sewing patterns, you use your computer, and then I have a projector hanging from my ceiling right above me and it shines the pattern down onto my cutting table and I cut it out so I don't have to have paper patterns anymore, which is amazing. Wow. And I actually, oh yeah, it, it was a game changer. Um, so I actually, I teamed up with somebody, her name is Missy Poor. She has a really big Facebook group all about projectors for sewing. And she actually made the course and then I kind of promote it and deliver it. So we like split the profits on it. So we teamed up and did that together. And then I have a membership, which is called the Sewing Society. And that's more for intermediate to advanced. So it's like, if you've been through the course, then, you know, you're ready to go into this and we do like a monthly project together. Um, and I also teach like deep dive on one technique. Um, so there's that effort. That's kind of all that I have going on right now, but I do <laughs> this year, I'm planning to do a serger course, um, mm -hmm. maybe a cover stitch course down the road, but the serger course is next on my list of <laughs> things that I want to put out there. Yeah. So, and then I'm curious, are these offered all the time? Is it evergreen or do you open and close? Like, is there a live aspect of the course? How does that work? So right a now, lot rolled into one. so is it evergreen? We'll just start with that. Is yeah. it evergreen? <laughs> um, everything is right now, but I do do launches. Um, I just finished one last night where I'm like, I, I offer it I teach a class and then promote my course at the end of the class and then have it as a discount. Like if you sign up within the launch period. Um, and then I also have bonuses that are included if they sign up during that period. So I just finished um, a launch yesterday, but then like, it's still open today. It's just more, you pay more and you don't get the bonuses. Um, I'm thinking about doing the membership is open right now all the time, but I'm thinking about closing that maybe in the spring and having it as a, something I open like twice a year, just because promoting everything all the time is a lot. And yes. yeah, I'm sure, you know, <laughs> but yeah. so I'm not, I'm not hundred percent sure what I'm doing there, but right now everything's evergreen. So. Yeah. And okay. I am very curious. Am I wrong? I feel like your Instagram grew a ton really quickly and recently. Am I right? Like, yeah. Like over a hundred thousand followers. Am I right? Uh, over 250,000 followers since yeah. first it's been. Un okay. So I'm not wrong. I, no. cause I remember seeing a post, like I'm hoping by my birthday, I'll get to over a hundred thousand. And now it's almost to 300,000. I was like, wait, was I, did I remember that? Right. Like um, <laughs> it's, it's been crazy. Like yeah, December, the beginning of December right now it's January, what January 20. 23rd, the beginning of December, I had like 3000 followers. I like, I think a little less than 3000 followers. Wait, December, beginning of December, you yeah. had three comma zero, zero, zero followers. Yes. Actually not quite that okay. much. It was like 2,800, something like that. You tell everything. <laughs> How <laughs> did you get those many followers? <laughs> I, part of me is like, I have no clue. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I think I know some things that I did that really helped me, but I don't know, the Instagram algorithm. I don't know if it just like was like, hey, you know what? The Instagram gods are going to bless you today. And you were going to like, <laughs> I, I don't know. But I do have some things that I've done that I think contributed to it. So I'll tell those. The beginning of December, I started a, well, I had one post that was doing pretty good for me at that time. It had like almost 100,000 views. And that like got me excited. I was like, oh, I'm going to keep, you know, like keep the momentum going. So I was already planning to do this, but 
like the next day I started a 12 day series. Um, it was called like stitch miss where every day I was sharing a, an easy to sew gift idea and things really started picking up during that series. And I, I really think series are a great way to get like views and followers because people are wanting to see, Oh, what is she going to do next? And if I I'm saying in each video, like come back tomorrow. And so they're going to follow to see what tomorrow's is. Um, so I think that was a really big, you know, like really started pushing me, um, out to new people and people were sharing it a lot too. I think Instagram is really, really favoring content right now that is shareable. Like, cause I can't remember where I heard this, maybe Brock Johnson or somebody Instagram guru said like shares is the number one thing Instagram wants to see right now. Um, like over saves over anything else. It's just it going out to new people. So I think that was very shareable content. And then another big part of it, I think is I've been extremely consistent, which I haven't been up until this point. Like I would do pretty good for, you know, a, you know, post a week and then like next week and maybe three times this week, but I was never consistently posting reels. I think just because I like wasn't seeing anything immediately. So I would get kind of discouraged and then not post anything for a while, but I posted every day except for Christmas since then. And I think Instagram's like, it's just gotten almost like used to my content. So it's like, I don't know how the algorithm works. I don't even pretend to, but <laughs> I really think that the consistency has helped a lot. But when it really, really blew up was like the very first few days of January, I shared this one reel that was, reels are so hard to explain, but I'll try and explain what, what I was doing. I was like, it was like the Katniss Everdeen whistling sound, like the, the where, and like, I saw a few other accounts doing this where like, you're pretending to whistle. And then on the background, like you see the words, like calling all fill in the blank. And mine was very specific. It was like moms who want to learn how to sew overwhelmed by their machines, this kind of thing. And that real, I think it has like 12 million views right now. It exploded. Yeah. <laughs> and Ooh. people were following me. If I could like have picked one reel to blow up, it would have been that one because it was telling, literally telling people, this is what my account is about. Um, so they were following me from that. And yeah, I got like 50,000 followers in one day oh because of that. Wow. Reel. It's, Which it was, I, I was just like sitting there watching my phone, like, what? <laughs> so in December, I had a day where I got 10,000 followers and it was also, I was like, oh my gosh. And I have a reel that got 3 million views. So I feel like I'm the little sister to what you experienced, you know? Um, but it was like that one day I was like, this is bananas. Like people just keep following, you know? It's really interesting. Cause I've talked to quite a few other creators who I've seen them post similar things like, you know, just mm -hmm. a few months ago, I had a couple of thousand followers and now they have 150, 200,000 followers. And I don't, I feel like for some reason right now, there are things that are doing really well. Like one of them is really niching down. Like these very niche things are blowing up like homesteading. I've seen quite a few homesteading accounts, but I also think it's like slower living type content. I, maybe that's just me because that's what I'm seeing, but I've seen quite a few accounts that are like in like sewing and sourdough and all these things that like, they're really doing well right now. And like Instagram, I don't know why is <laughs> like pushing it out to more people, but I feel like it's the main thing is it's just, it's very niche. I, I wasn't talking about teaching sewing to everybody. I was talking about moms. Like it, I think the more specific you can be it feels like you're, oh, well then, you know, not as many people are going to see me or not as many people are going to relate to that. But like, no, the people who do see it and are like, they're going to be like, that's me follow immediately. You know, it's, I feel like it's such a time to be niching down as much as you can. And like, that's what getting smaller is what's going to make you get bigger. <laughs> you know, it, it feels counterintuitive, but I really do believe that right now about Instagram. Oh yeah. It's business savvy 101 and i mean what did i hear recently on the world in the world there are, i don't even know how many however many billions of people right and so 
you think, oh no, there's that market's too small. No, with all the people in the world, there are millions who want that tiny little odd thing that you are providing. And even I think about like people who in my world are celebrities, like Sarah Blakely, the owner of Spanx. I cannot tell you, she's a billionaire and she has so many followers and I'll bring it up in a, a different crowd and they have no idea who she is. Yeah. And so oh, the thing is like, there there's enough people in the world to go around. Like we all have our interests. And so to think that there are not enough people in the world who are going to like this weird, odd thing that you like, well, that's not right. Like there, there are so many, you know? So true. I had that conversation with my husband last week. He's like, surely you've about reached all the people that there are in the world about sewing. And I'm like, <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no, babe. And I'm like, you, you watch these things about welders. And I'm like, people talk about that and they're like millions of views on these videos. I'm like, yeah, there, there are people out there who want to know what you are interested in. Yeah. It's just getting them. Yeah. So. Well, and, and also it is to our benefit that more people are joining Instagram too. So that the more people who join, the more likely there are of all the people joining, there will be more and more people who are mothers who want to learn how to sew. And, you know, it's a free platform for you to grow your business. So I'm curious, have you seen your sales grow? I'm sure you have since your numbers have grown. Yeah. Um, I just finished a launch and it was literally at the beginning or New Year's, Eve, I was sitting with my family saying like, I really would love, love this year for my business to finally get to a point where I can help, you know, my husband not do what he has to do, like job wise, do something he more enjoys doing that, you know, might mean we have to take a pay cut or something like that. And that was not even a month ago. And that still felt like far off and unattainable. And literally this month I made half of what he makes in a year. So it's been really, really wild. And I'm still just, I'm so like, I haven't caught up with my, like my brain has not caught up with like, what is happening? It's, but yeah, it's definitely grown to say the least. So what's next for you? Do you have a team? Do you feel like you're going to start hiring people? (laughs) I don't. And that is definitely, it's right now it's all me. And I am drowning (laughs) just literally answering emails and dms is taking me hours a day so i am i literally this next week i finished my launch yesterday this next week is basically full of meetings trying to i have like a meeting with a video editor a meeting with a va a meeting with a bookkeeper i'm just like i have to get my stuff straight because Mm -hmm. i need help and i want to make sure i'm doing things right money-wise and just, I, yeah. So I am, the goal now is get people to help me because I can't keep doing all this and like also being a mom and all this stuff. So I know what I'm doing right now isn't sustainable, but I was just like, I'm going to, you know, I I wanted to keep that momentum going. And so I'm like, I'm doing a launch like right now. So I'm glad I did, but I'm also now just like kind of reeling with like, okay, I gotta, I gotta get some some help and get my life together a little bit. Well, so I don't know. I, I really love and recommend Serena Shoup of, of course, bookkeeping. Um, you can check out her Instagram. She works with online course creators. She's in Arizona, but she helps people all over. Um, and then I will say hiring is the bane of every business owner. Oh, it's so hard. And it's so hard to find people who are qualified and motivated and, Anyhow, so I did, I love Alex Hermosi and I heard him speaking recently about hiring people and he was like, do a lot of interviews and you should be learning from them. If you're hiring somebody to do your social media, they should be teaching you social media tricks. If they're, if you're hiring them to do their marketing, you do not want to be like pushing them along and teaching them. Um, and when you hire enough people, you'll hear and learn from all these different people like, Oh, okay. Yeah. This person knows the most, which is scary because then they're probably going to charge more. And it's that conundrum of like, how much can I afford versus, you know, blah, blah, but keep it posted. Let me know how it goes. I wish you the best of luck for hiring. It is like, yeah, it's a little scary. Thankfully I do have 
like a girl who did help me back when I was doing my baby carrier covers and she was amazing. So I, I messaged her like last week. I'm like, Hey, um, you looking for any work? And she's like, yes. And so thankfully I feel really good about that. And it's, I do have some connections that have like fallen in my lap and I feel super good about. And so, but it's still, yeah, it's just like, I haven't done this before. It's, it's a little overwhelming. Yeah. So what things do you see? Do you just kind of want to keep doing these courses on repeat? Uh, do you, are you planning to add more? Like, what do you see moving forward? Yeah. So I have a lot of my, my brain's always going with new things. And I, sometimes that's a curse because I'm like, no million, just focus on what you're doing right now. Don't get ahead of yourself. I feel like that's every entrepreneur is just, you, sometimes you got to write it in, but I'm also now like, oh, I want to go. Like I have so many things I want to do. So I'm going to keep posting on Instagram every day. That's the main thing because that's obviously working. So I'm going to be doing that still. And I think sometime in probably like in two, three months, I'll launch my main course again. I do want to do the serger course, maybe in the spring sometime. One thing I've thought about doing for years that I really, really want to do is make a sewing course for kids with my daughters, because I have so many people ask me like about that. And I think it'd be really fun to do with my girls because they actually don't really know how to sew. So I'm like, maybe I can be kind of teaching them while teaching other people. Um, and so that's something I would like to do in the summer when they're off school. And eventually I would really, really love to coach or have some kind of membership where I'm helping other people who want kind of what you're doing here, just helping other people who have like handmade type businesses, whether I'm not sure whether I would just help them with social media or help them with courses. But I feel like as someone in this space, like I, and you probably feel the same way, all the podcasts, except when I found yours, I was like, oh my gosh, somebody not talking to just like B2B, like people selling things for $10,000. I'm like, it's so in this world, like online marketing, I feel like everybody is talking to business owners and like people selling really high ticket things. And I'm like, that's just not me. Like I'm selling to moms who, and it's just a totally different, it's a totally different ball game. And I feel like some of the stuff that they recommend I've tried and didn't work for me. And so I'm kind of having to figure out on my own, like I'm trying to, fi I'm figuring out a lot on my own. And now I'm like, I would love to go and help other people who are selling things that aren't, you know, $5,000 or a thousand dollars and are trying to do things where you do need to have different tactics than people who are selling like high ticket things. So that's something I'm like, I'm trying to not get ahead of myself, but maybe in the fall or something like that, I would really, really love to start doing some kind of coaching or something along those lines. Cause I'm, I'm also super passionate about that. I'm like, I'm really passionate about online business and helping other people. Um, I, I would love to do something along those lines. Yeah, that's really, I obviously that speaks to my heart. Like that is what I love. And I've noticed on some of your reels that you'll talk about, like you budget conscious, you know, your audience, they are a budget conscious crowd. They are young moms with not a lot of disposable income. And so, and there are a lot of people who want to start a craft, a crafty career, and that's just, you don't have like investors and, you know, like that to, to deal with generally speaking. I mean, maybe somebody does, yeah. but yeah, it's a different, different beast to conquer. I have been curious. Do have you taken any classes? I did spend way, way too much money on something that was totally not geared for me. And I went in debt for it. And it was probably the worst business decision I've ever made. I, it was like a very high ticket thing that I was like, this is what's going to like, you know, and that's how I worded it. I was like, this is going to like make my, you know, after this, I will be making tons of money and I'm still paying on it. And it absolutely sucks every month. I'm like, Whoa. and I feel like they never should have let me in. I think that it was kind of dishonest of them to let me pay that much money when it was obvious I wasn't their target. But honestly, I've listened to lots of podcasts. Um, I 
I'm trying to think of like, I haven't done Amy Porterfield's course or any other like, one thing I did do for a few months that was really helpful is called the Membership Gurus is the name of their podcast or guys. Okay. Are they British? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Listen to that. Membership about memberships. Um, For a little while I had my course structured as a membership and that, but their content was so good and it was just super, their whole um, membership was very, very helpful um, just with getting started with marketing and getting all the back end stuff set up. I really liked them. And they also had calls you could get on and ask questions. And that was probably one of the biggest helps is just, but actually one of the most helpful things is back when I was very first starting, there was um, a mom I found in a business Facebook group and she was kind of starting just getting into coaching moms wanting to start businesses. So I started learning from her and we did that for a few months, but like, since then we've remained friends and we voice message back and forth all the time, just like bouncing ideas off of each other. And like, she's really knowledgeable. And so she's been amazing. Cammie Langston, you should look her up if you are listening to this, because she, she's still doing that, helping moms with businesses and just having her as a friend and like a sounding board for my ideas. Like I messaged her last week about my whole I was like ready to jump into the coaching thing. Like tomorrow, she's like, why don't you just like wait a few months and get a team set up? And I'm like, oh yeah, you're totally right. <laughs> I should like take a breath before doing something else. But just having somebody to like talk to that gets it because like as much as I love my husband and my mom and all these people that love to hear about my business, they have no clue what I'm talking about. Like they don't, they don't get it. So I think just having someone you can talk to about your specific business has been, and that's why I want to do the coaching is like, because I think sometimes you can listen to all these people, but does it apply to your situation? So that was a really long answer for a short question, I feel like, but just finding a coach that you can talk to about your specific business, I think it was really, really helpful for me. Yes. Well, someone who's been where you are headed, you know, they've walked that path already because I mean, for example, I recently signed up for an Instagram course and that's how I've grown, which is why I'm like, did you take a course? And you didn't. So that's amazing. But the point is she teaches, she sells a product. She's like, how many people do you see who talk about how to grow an audience on Instagram? And that's their entire business is how to grow on Instagram. I'm like, yeah, Yeah. you're right. I want to know from... Yeah. I want to know from somebody who sells a product beyond Instagram growth, you know, and they've had success with it. And so someone who's actually walked and cause there are a lot of people out there too dishing, like learn how to do this. And they've never done that. Like they, they don't know what they're talking about. So I'm like, no, I actually want someone who has accomplished something that I want to accomplish and has had success with it. Like that's what I want to learn from. So you will fill a void for sure that people will be like, yes, I want to learn from you. You've actually done this thing. So I think that's oh yeah, smart. That's like, and also like Instagram accounts that are about Instagram growth, I feel like grow well on Instagram. So I'm like, I want to hear from somebody who grew an Instagram account, not about growing on Instagram. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's kind of like a fish, like very circular meta. I'm like growing on Instagram. Mm-hmm. My account, it's, I don't know. <laughs> That's a pet peeve yeah. of mine. Like, not that they're doing anything wrong, but people who are selling something for something that they haven't even, I don't think you have to be like an expert at something to sell something at all. But I think you do at least have to like be a little bit further down the road than the people you're marketing to. So yeah. yeah. That, well, so marketing, marketing is a skill. And so I'll learn marketing from a marketer, but then providing a good product, that's a very different thing. And so having those two combined and you'll fish out real quick, like you did with whatever thing you bought, your coaching or whatever. Um, it's only sustainable for so long because word of mouth, you know, people will be like, no, don't do that. Or if it's really great, they're like, yeah, do this. This was amazing. So having that good product makes a big difference. So, yeah. And I mean, I thought about that too, because I've, I wonder, I don't know, actually, if I will not, I'm saying I'm like, that could be depressing. If I total up how much money I've spent on like education oh, yeah. and like, which ones I felt like that was a 
like knocked it out of the park that was worth it and the ones that weren't but i have to i have to think and i'm like maybe i'm just trying to tell myself this so i feel better there's still a lesson learned whether it's like well that was a terrible experience i will never do that you know that kind of a thing for sure i think like even even that big course that i bought i'm like yeah i wouldn't go back and do it again but i think you can learn from everything like and even if it's just that's not how I want to run my business in the future. Like, I think you can, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I try not to look back with like too much regret. Cause I'm like, yeah, I definitely learned some things, even if it was just not how to do something. Mm-hmm. So. Which is actually very invaluable, you know, because, because having gone down a path and being burned or realizing the marketing, like, well, they should probably really understand who their ideal customer is a bit more. And that that wasn't you. That's important for us to know as we're providing a product, like, this isn't for everyone and it shouldn't be for everyone. And we will have happier customers if we can say like, actually, I promise you, you're not going to benefit from this. You know, that'll make a better experience. So anyhow, that's me trying to feel better. Making lemon, lemonade out of lemons. Is that what it is? Yeah, I feel you. <laughs> so what would you say are some of your biggest tips for someone who's thinking of offering an online course? I would say one thing I did that I think I did really well is or, and this wasn't my idea, but doing like, if you know, okay, this is what I want to do, selling it before you make it, like before you make your course, like doing a beta launch, which basically means just, I went into, it was so much work because I had zero following when I first launched my course. Like I didn't have a sewing account. I didn't have anything. I was just like, all right, this is what I'm going to do. And I, went into Facebook groups and which you have to be careful because you're not supposed to sell anything, but I carefully promoted my free class that I was going to do. Like where at the end of, I actually did a challenge. Um, where like I was teaching over a couple of days, how to set up your sewing machine at the, and then at the end, I told them, Hey, I am going to be creating this course. You will basically get in at the ground floor, pay the lowest price of that anybody will ever pay. And you'll get access for life and you know any updates that I do to the course down the road you'll get basically making them feel like it's a very exclusive opportunity so I think if you're wanting to um do sell a course or whatever don't feel like oh I have to get like 50,000 followers and like have an email list and all this stuff I had none of that and for my first launch I was so excited like I sold like I think like 30 courses, which I was ecstatic with. Like I didn't think, no, I'm sorry. Maybe it wasn't that much. I know I made three or $4,000, which was like to have no, it it was enough to like, okay, I'm going to do this. It was, it was enough to get me excited and then kind of sustain me as I made the course. And then I would just like film one module a week and upload it. And they would just get access to it when I'm like, after I made it and uploaded it. So it's good for them because they're getting it for a good price. And it's really good for you because you're getting also, it's really good because they can tell you things that they need help with. Like you can have having that communication with them, like knowing, cause when you already, it's like teaching someone to tie your shoes, someone you don't, sometimes you don't know the best way to teach them, but like until they start asking questions, you're like, Oh, I really need to add a lesson about this or something like that. Whereas if I had just made the whole course ahead of time and then went and sold it, I wouldn't have been able to get that invaluable feedback from them. So I highly recommend like, just, just put it out there and it's really scary, but like put it out there. And even if it doesn't get any bites, like if you can get three people, maybe tell them, Hey, I'll do this for free. Like, just having that like input of other people who are learning as you're teaching them is really, really helpful. So that's the biggest suggestion I would have for somebody. So you do have some very good business. What's what I'm looking for? Aquanu skills. Um, how did you, cause even, okay, I'm thinking when you were going to these Facebook groups, you can't sell anything, but you weren't, you were offering a free thing. So I feel like that's probably totally. Actually even offering the free thing. What I did was like, I I think what I did was I had like two names of the class. One was like the ready, set, sew challenge. And one was the ready, I can't remember, like something else. And I made two graphics in Canva and I went and I shared them in groups saying like, hey, I'm getting ready to do this thing. I would love y'all's opinion on like, which name do you like better? 
And the comments were full of like, can I sign up for that? Can I, can I get in your class and all that stuff? So I wasn't selling anything. Mm-hmm. I wasn't even promoting my class. I was just asking people to pay. Yeah, but if it. it's something that people are interested in, they're going to want information on it. So I spent so much time like DMing people, which that's where I did get in trouble with Facebook. You can't just DM tons of people that you aren't friends with. So I would have them DM me and say like, hey, can you DM me? And then I'll send you back a link to sign up. Um, also hmm. not just putting your link in the comments because then people aren't going to have to comment saying, hey, I want the link. And the engagement of those posts is not going to do nearly as well. But when you have 300 comments saying, hey, I want a link, more and more people are going to see it because it's Facebook is like, oh, this is interesting. So we're going to push this to the top of the Facebook group or whatever it is. So it was a little sneaky, but it worked. So well, but I, but I like maybe I think, no, it's very business savvy. And that's okay. This is something that I noticed at the beginning of my, well, even now, but at the beginning of my, I wasn't as confident in it. And I, I would feel like, oh, this feels like it could be weird or whatever. And some people would be like, oh, that feels slimy. I was like, maybe they're right. I'm like, no, no, it's actually good business. Like what it's, there is a difference. There is a line, you know, there are some things that are slimy, like selling a product that sucks or, you know, but being smart and asking people, which one do you like more? First of all, you're finding out if there's even an interest and boom, all of a sudden, you know, tons of people. I just listened to a podcast this morning, how I built this with um, the liquid death creator that it's water. Do you know what it is? I know what it is because whatever they're doing, the marketing is working because I see them like, Oh, all the cool people drink that. I feel like (laughs) I know exactly what you're talking about. I saw it at Christmas in a candy shop and I was looking for some fun stuff for my kids. And I'm like liquid death. I don't, I can't mess with that. That looks like it's really bad for you. <laughs> and I found out later it was water. I'm like, oh, like LaCroix with me. You know, I was like, it's stuck. So anyhow, listening to him, he taught, he started his whole business by advertising first. He didn't even have a product. He just, because no one would fund him money and he didn't have any capital. And so he went and created like a Facebook group and Instagram and put out some ads. And everyone was like, where can I buy it? Where can I buy it? So it's just good business, like to find that there is that demand first. So I, you didn't study business. Like you just naturally, you think like. My dad had his own business all growing up. And so I've watched him and he's really good. And I, I mean, he struggled, we struggled growing up. Like he, his business now is doing really, really well, but like I've seen him you know, just pick himself up and like keep going. And so that's been, that's been super encouraging. And I feel like I've just always, I mean, like I said, I devoured podcasts and stuff and I didn't have the money to take a lot of these bigger courses. So I just would like, I feel like I get a lot of it. I just like marketing comes pretty naturally to me. And I've, you know, I've been having my own businesses since I was like five years old. I think it's just something hardwired into me that like, I love business. And so, I mean, I think that's part of it. And a lot of it is just learning from people and like seeing other people do things that I'm like, Oh, I see what they're really doing. Like I, and being it, I think what it is, is being able to take what they're teaching, but applying it to like, okay, how could that work for me and my business? And so it's just, I think it's a a creativity in a different way of like, you know, there's creativity like sewing, but then there's creativity of just being able to take things people say and like fit it to your business about teaching sewing. So, which they might be talking about something totally different, but I'm like, I could take those same principles and make it work for my business, I guess. Which, so again, I'm in this Instagram course and some people are really growing and other people are really still struggling. And I've noticed the ones who are still struggling, our teacher will say, here's the real, take this and apply it to your whatever industry. And they'll be like, but how do I do that? And I'm like, oh, it's almost like this ability to think outside the box and like that creativity, you know, of like, how could I implement that? Like even listening to the liquid death, I'm like, I've got some marketing ideas, you know, I'm not selling liquid death, but like you're able to take those ideas and like twist it to your own. So anyhow, this is fun chatting with you. I feel like we share this common bond. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I feel like some of the podcasts that have been the most helpful to me are the ones of other people telling their stories of how they got to where they are. And I get more ideas from those than I do of like a podcast of somebody saying like, this is, you know, the three steps to doing such and such. I feel like it, they can be good, but the podcast I love listening to, especially these days, 
because you can get so much information that it's overwhelming for a while. I just stopped listening to podcasts altogether because I'm like, I would get on these rabbit holes of like, oh, I should start doing this. I should start doing this. That's why now really, if I'm going to listen to podcasts, it normally is just like a testimonial story because number one, it's really encouraging to see like, oh my goodness, somebody else did this. And like, they started out where I, I am now. And so it's really encouraging, but then also just like, it's inspiring and gives me ideas hearing other people and like the liquid death guy. I think I want to go listen to that now because that sounds really interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. So, and then I'm curious what, what's been the most challenging thing for you with starting this business? Time to be honest, because another thing I'm getting help with coming up is help with my kids, but I haven't had that. And so I have kids with me all the time, but so I've been creative with that too. Like I sign up for gym, the gym and go, and instead of working out while my kids are in the two hours of childcare, I would go find a seat in the gym somewhere and work on my business. But so it's, you know, you got to find the workarounds, but I think just time. And then I guess more from a mental standpoint is just kind of doubting myself and like, you know, cause I would, I would find reasons to think like, could this, like, could it work for me? Cause like, I've seen these other people, but like, they're selling a thousand dollar programs. Like mine is like, at the time it was like $97. So I'm like, feel there were quite a few times, literally like two months ago, I was kind of at a point where I'm like, is this like, is it worth it for me to keep doing this? And, um, I think, like I said earlier, I'm just like really stubborn and I'm like, I also love doing it so much. Like I love the online business part as much or more than the sewing. And so I'm like, I'm going to keep doing it for a long time. I was doing it because it was a hobby for me, just the business part, like, because I love to do it. And I really wasn't making money for the first until recently, like honestly haven't been making money that could like go and contribute to our family. It was just paying for my software and stuff like that. So, I mean, I was like breaking even, but I think, and that would get really discouraging sometimes. I'm like, why am I doing this? But like, I think just having that perseverance and like, I think you also have to enjoy it. Like if you don't enjoy online business, then you need to find something else where that you do have that passion and energy for. Um, but I think just, it's a combination of loving doing it and just sticking it out and like keeping on going. And I heard, I don't know if you're familiar with Emily Hirsch, I listen to her podcast a lot. That's one I listened to. And she was talking about how like, you know, your business probably isn't going to be profitable for the first three or four years. And I was like, oh, it's not like that was encouraging me. And I was like, I thought I was supposed to be like making all this money, but I'm like, so just like keep pushing and keep going. And then like, I'm not saying you're guaranteed success, but you're definitely not guaranteed success if you're not willing to keep going when you're not seeing a ton of results, whether that's followers or dollars or whatever it is, you got to get through the really ugly beginning stages to, you know, and you just got to, that just means keeping on, keeping on going, even if you're doing a live and nobody's watching or something like that, like things like that. It's just like, oh, why am I doing this? It could be really discouraging, but you got to start there. And also doing those things in the beginning, is going to give you practice. So when you do get a flood of people, you're, you're ready for them. Because like, if I had had the success on Instagram, two years or three years ago, like I would not have been like, I couldn't have made any money or anything because I, I wasn't ready. So like I've done the prep work and now I feel like it was a great time for it to happen because I was sitting here like, all right, I'm, you know, like I I'm ready, but so it's just like a, I don't know, grit and determination. It comes down to that a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Well, and again, Alex Ramosi, I quote him a lot because I listen to him a lot, but I do like how he says, think in decades instead of days. And if you're willing to start thinking in decades, you've already surpassed most of the crowd. Most people are like, so how can I earn a profit in 90 days? It's like, good luck. You're probably not, you know? So, and then, oh yeah, the, the roller coaster, man. I cannot tell, I don't tell my listeners this often, but like, 
especially the first five years of my business, I cannot tell you how emotional that was. And like, how often I was like, am I going to keep going or not? Should I just quit? Should I throw in the towel? And it, and talking to my sister who just started a business, I'm like, oh, get ready for the roller coaster. Until you're on that roller coaster and you feel the ups and the downs, you can't, you, you don't know. Like the downs are so freaking real and they feel so bad, you know? And it's like, why am I doing this? And then the ups are so amazing that like, sometimes I'm like, am I bananas for doing this? Like, <laughs> We love the pain. I think. <laughs> um, it, yeah, it's it makes it worth it. The the highs, but yeah, it's it's a, ro- a roller coaster is a good word for it for sure. But it evens out. I will say it's gotten much more. The lows are way less low. It's it gets more stable over time, which is comfortable, I guess, and reassuring. But yeah. anyhow, so. Thank you so much. This has been such a fun conversation for me. For our listeners, if they want to follow you or see what you offer, where can they find you? My website is mothersosbest.com or on Instagram. It's mothersosbest underscore because somebody took the mothersosbest. <laughs> um, and then I'm on TikTok too. Maybe YouTube one day. That's another goal that maybe this year I'd like to do YouTube. But and trying to take one thing at a time. And so Instagram and TikTok are the main places where I am right now. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here on the show and keep in touch with me. I would love to hear how things are going for you and sure. people should come follow you on Instagram if they are not already, because it's it's fun to see what you're doing over there. Thanks. This has been, I love talking business with people. So it's fun to talk to somebody who knows what I'm talking about. Yeah, thank you. Wow, Amelia, thank you so much. That was such a fun recording for me. Such just a fun conversation. It's really great to hear from other entrepreneurs in this field who love business and are passionate about the marketing and creating great quality content. So thank you so much for being here and sharing your story and the successes that you're having. I'm excited to see what's next for you. And again, listeners, if you've not left a review yet for the podcast, be sure to do that. Just take a second. You may have heard of this uh, from a friend or you may have seen this in a review. So go ahead and pay it forward and share this the same way that you heard about it. I will see you right back here next Friday with a brand new episode. Take care.